0: بسم الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we left off on number 201 حيث قال المصنف رحمه الله تعالى ونفع الله في دارين امين تمكن حلاوة نهوى من العضال تَمَكَّنُوا حَلَاوَةٍ هَوَى مِنَ الْقَلْبِ هُوَ الْدَاءُ الْعُضَالِ Bismillah Lust ingrained in the heart is a disease hard to cure Is a disease hard to cure Meaning What we find is when there's the 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 self, or the nefs, is exposed to different desires, and different people have different inclinations to certain desires, probably based on their experiences, based on a combination of their nature and their nurture, and when we're first exposed to something, it's often fleeting, it hasn't become a habit yet, and it... Is something that you know we're being exposed to it but it's not hasn't become ingrained into who we are in any sort of serious way but if we give it heed if we give it heed and um, we listen to it and we allow it to take up residence so to speak in our hearts then it has tamekkun. It's tamekkun ha- halawat al hawa. This is like the lust ingrained in the heart. This is a good translation, but it doesn't really give you the feeling for it. Temekkun is when something becomes firmly established. Like if you want to describe someone as being really strong in their knowledge, you would say that they're mutamekkin or they have tamekkun. In their knowledge, they have tamekun. It's used also in like um, when Allah gives strength to somebody in the earth he gives them تمكين yumekinuhum, fil ard that he ingrains them in the earth and he gives them that strength in the earth so this is a grounding in a sense a becoming firm of and hawa. not just the lust but the the sweetness of that desire the sweetness of that desire basically they become addicted to that thing it's sweet to them, it's tasty to them, they love it and then It becomes ingrained in the heart <inaudible> This is the disease that's very difficult to cure okay? A lot of these this week, they kind of uh, work into each other And they're going to move quicker لا يخرج من إلا illa should be أو Lusts are not driven from the heart except by terrifying fear, or restless longing. Restless longing, so khauf or shok, and each of those is described by a certain quality. So he says that this once it becomes entrenched, this is the, it's really um, very important for us to think about these because it happens, right? So once and when we reflect on our own lives, we reflect on other people's lives, we realize it. Um, how this stuff takes hold And once it takes hold How is it removed So we say it's not going to be removed Except by two things One of them is خوفون مزعج خوفون مزعج Which means a fear That مزعج in like modern Arabic Is often used for uh, Something that's annoying You know something that's annoying Use It's مزعج uh, it it disrupts you at some level So it's a fear that's disrupting um, Or a shauq A shauq is a longing That is muqliq Muqliq they use, it, qalaq, they use in modern Arabic For like uh, anxiety But it's not really the case here But this would be a, a longing That again kind of Basically e- The person is having an experience With one of these two things and that is a disrupting experience Because now they've become so firmly entrenched In that desire That that desire has taken hold And once that desire takes hold It's not going to be driven out Except by something more uh, Something that has to shake it loose In a sense So what is going to shake it loose? خوف a Terrifying fear For example yesterday in our um, and this doesn't necessarily have to do with people being entrenched in desires, but it's there's a similarity. Yesterday in our in our Sunday class at the beginning question, uh, we were reflecting upon uh, under the guidance of Chaplain Sundus the idea of um, how did it, when did people first kind of come to an understanding of the reality of God, and a number of people responded with things that were related to accidents. You know, they were in a car accident, this happened, that happened. That's one of the types of khauf, of fear, that often happens to people. They're living their life and they have an experience that's so disruptingly fearful that it causes them to think, causes them to reflect. The other one is the opposite side of it, which is they have a shauq, they have a longing. They're, they're unsettled by this desire to know God. And that unsettling of the desire to know God then pulls them away from other things that, that they may have been a part of before. And you see this, for example, with people oftentimes who convert. It's not necessarily that they convert and then they, they're like overcome with fear of God and so they stop what they're doing. But it's like they just want to know God at that point. They're, they turn their life around. They want to know God and that will be enough to take them out of some of the bad habits that they had been in before now they says that in the commentary that the either either of these whichever one it is it is a witnessing of allah's attributes so the first one will come about as a witness as a result of a witnessing of allah's attributes of majesty and the second one will come about through a witnessing of allah's attributes of beauty but both of them in a sense are tied to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala 203 says المشترك. المشترك So there's a little bit of a play on words here That might not translate well Let's see Just like he does not like an action done For others along with him He does not like a heart with Uh, he does not like he does not like a heart with others in it along with him the insincere action he does not accept the insincere heart he does not approach the insincere action he does not accept the insincere heart he does not approach subhanahu wa Um, ta'ala There's something that I was thinking about saying So there's two again situations here. You notice he does that a lot, right? He does a lot of uh, comparisons in that way. A lot of groups of two, a lot of groups of three. Sidi Ahmed Zaruq, in one of his commentary on the Hikam, he's reported to have 15 or 16 of them, separate commentaries on the Hikam. Um, and one of them, he does a lot of tathleeth, three things. If you're this, and then, then these three things, or if it's this, then these three things. Uh, so you know the ulama will do that. These different techniques, but basically, he doesn't. Allah doesn't like a deed that has partners. It's not you know a deed that I'm doing it for Allah and I'm doing it for whatever. Then that's that's a level of instance Next to each other, side by side. Not I'm doing it for Allah and there's these other things that come underneath. But the primary intention is Allah. But a horizontal kind of. We're doing it for all of these things together Allah doesn't accept that And at the, uh, likewise a heart That has That's 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 for more than him He doesn't accept it as well And again these ones that are coming are going to uh, Expound on expound on that further The play on it in Arabic is that one He doesn't يقبله, refers to doesn't accept it ويقبله, uh, علي, and refers to coming towards it So it's the same root one of them he doesn't accept, the other one he doesn't approach. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anwarun udhina laha fil wusool, wa anwarun udhina laha fil dukhool. Anwarun udhina laha fil wusool, wa anwarun udhina laha fil dukhool. Some light is granted permission to reach, and some light is given permission to enter. <clears throat> So as we've talked about, you know, like there's a there's a hadith that's not as so strong according to the scholars of hadith, but the the scholars they like to refer to it a lot, which it, it is the hadith about how mm-hmm. That Allah has gentle breezes, laha, uh, you know. So expose yourself to them. Allah has breezes that He descends upon the creation from His knowledge and from His lights. So expose yourself to them. Make yourself. Ready to receive them in a sense And this is kind of related to that Which is to say that the lights descend Allah is always descending From His light and His knowledge and His gifts Upon creation It's coming down like rain Sometimes more, sometimes less There's special times, there's special places There's special things we can say of course From the Prophet send them in, you know, From the righteous people sometimes These are all types of light And sometimes that light it reaches just up to the heart So the heart gets a glimpse of it But it doesn't really get a hold of it, it Gets a glimpse of it But it doesn't really get a hold of it And then some light It's given the ability to enter into the heart In the commentary Sheikh Abdul Majid al darain, He says يعني أن الأنوار الواردة الواردة تجعل القلوب من خزائن الغيوم وهي الأسرار الإلهية والمعارف الرّبانية تنقسم إلى قسمين. So these lights that Allah descends upon the people they break up into two two categories. So basically the one that comes to the heart and doesn't enter person recognizes it, but they recognize al- they also see their own desires, their own will they're here, they're, it's mixed up a little bit, it's kind of put alongside all these other things and the other one, it goes into the heart and when it goes into the heart, then the person can't, like it dominates it dominates so much so that the other lights are evaporated you know um, kind of makes me think of like With this video stuff now with Zoom, right? Or when you're doing video recordings, you have certain lights, you know? If someone's in a dark room and they only have one light, what should they do? They put it right in front of them and they point it at themselves and hopefully it'll be okay. But ideally they can have like three lights where they go one from this angle and one from that angle and one that goes from behind so it takes out the shadows that are from behind and so on and so forth. So now they have multiple lights and one of them might be stronger but still it's in the the world of the other ones. But they say that like the easiest way to do it Is to just go outside when there's light outside And when there's light outside You could take like your spotlight with you And you could put it on yourself And it's not going to do anything Because the actual light is there And when the actual light is there Everything else is gone right? So when that light enters into the heart When the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Enters into the heart And it's truly allowed to enter Nothing will exist alongside it رُبَّمَا وَرَدَتْ عَلَيْكَ الْأَنْوَارُ فَوَجَدْتْ قُلُوبِ فَوَجَدْتْ قَلْبَ مَحْشُوًّا بِسُورِ الْآثَارِ فرتحلت مِنْ حَيْثُ نَزَلَتْ So sometimes spiritual light descends but finds the heart filled with images of the of physical things. And this goes back to where it came from. So sometimes what happens? That's like we said, going back to that hadith. That hadith tells us that if, laha. Make yourself avail yourself to these gifts from Allah. So maybe the gift from Allah comes down at a particular time. Ramadan is a special time. The night, the last third of the night, special time. Between the Adhan and the Iqama. And the, in the Shama'il class, we saw that the Prophet ﷺ said that he likes to pray. At this particular time, right after Dhuhr comes in and before the Dhuhr prayer is done, because it's a time when the deeds are raised to Allah, so there's going to be, of course, extra light in that time. So there's different times. So maybe Allah is descending something in one of these times, and when the, that light comes, it finds the heart is busy with all kinds of other things. It's busy with dunya. So it just It comes down, it sees the situation, it goes back. You know, comes down, sees the situation, it goes back. Sometimes, by the way, subhanAllah, like At some level, sometimes education works like this too You know, like when a teacher has a really sincere student And the student is really attentive And they're really good And like they really want to learn and so on and so forth The teacher will find themselves being able to give more to the student But when they find like the students are just... mm, you know they don't really want to be there that's why i don't actually like i've come to a point now maybe i'm stuck up or maybe i'm traditional but i've kind of come to a point now where this is this is the only type of learning and teaching that i enjoy i don't like to teach like formal classes that people enroll in i don't like to teach classes that people get credit for i don't like to teach in the school you know i do it alhamdulillah i enjoy it it's it's a good thing but i don't like it's it's not like where students are coming And they're just going Because they're part of the school They have to be there It's not my ideal way of teaching I mean, just And that's not really the way That Islamic education You know Really happened In it's, in its true form Like yeah You do some basic learning And um, But But teachers are like that sometimes too I remember one time We were sitting with a Teacher in a hadith class And this was when I had never really heard That kind of stuff before This was early on in Egypt and i was very i was an extremely literalist person and very like no when you come you teach and you deliver your material and it doesn't matter how the students are and like none of this stuff matters and very uh, coarse kind of person so i came to the we came in the class and the sheikh was like teaching and he's he's teaching a commentary on hadith so he'll read the hadith and, and he'll share like different benefits we can take from it and he find himself like and you could take this one and you could take this one and he's like subhanallah there's things i thought about right now i never thought about before and it's from the blessing of the sincerity of the students like you guys came here and you're sincere and you're wanting to learn and because of that allah is opening up things that weren't open before and like now we're you know like there's things we we're getting together true sure, like the anwar they they descend and if they find people who are interested in it, then you know, uh, then there's benefit in that. Things come out, subhanAllah. And I think that's one of the big challenges of the Zoom stuff. Like, yeah, there's no distance in the world of uh, of the hearts, and we're still together. At least it's live. Right? At least it's live. But, um... And there is a connection, but it's definitely not the same as being together. It's just not the same. Um... And by the way, like when you, uh, and even, but again, live is still better. Like uh, some of the, uh, when people have gatherings for ijazat and stuff, reading of text for ijazat, they won't give it if like you're not live. Like you can't listen to the recording and then be like, I listened to the recording, can you give me the ijazat? It's not the same. You didn't actually have sama'ah. You didn't actually hear it. It didn't happen at the time of, it, of the session. Okay, I was intending not to go on too many tangents Because these ones are shorter We can, we can finish more tonight But alhamdulillah, inshallah khair So <coughs> Maybe the light descends It finds that the heart is filled with other things it's Okay, I'm going to go I'm not going to stay here فَرِّقْ قَلْبَكَ مِنَ الْأَغْرَارِ أَغْيَارِ بِالْمَعَارِفِ So he says Empty your heart Of others And he will fill it with divine knowledges and secrets Empty your heart This doesn't mean you're You don't learn other things It doesn't mean you don't live your life But it means like Go about the things that we have to go about And try not to be too connected to them Try like I'm going to go about my day I have to do this and I have to do that And I have to do this But all throughout all of these things I'm going to stay connected to Allah and my my nadir, my 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 vision is my look is going to be focused on Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And in doing so, there's going to be like an openness of my heart to the things that I might feel or experience throughout that day that are not necessarily related to, like, like I might be going about it and I recognize something. Say Subhanallah, thank you Allah. Or I might be going through something and I say, Oh man, Allah give me patience. Let me help me. You know, so the connection is different. And then when I do that, that's only the first step. Then when I do that, I say, Oh Allah, thank you so much. Then my heart is open in a sense. And things will things will come into it and I just hold on to them. Yeah Allah, this is difficult. Ya Allah. This thing that I'm going through right now, it's difficult, it's hard. Allah help me to deal with it in the best way possible. And then in a sense I've kind of like Opened my heart And now I get ready for whatever it might be ma'arif wal The He will fill it By the way this should be yamla This should be yamla i I'm reading it تَمْلَأْ Shouldn't be تَمْلَأْ يَمْلَأ. In my book it says yamla There are some small mistakes like this In this Arabic version by the way If you're using the one from the Matheson Trust there's some mistakes in it. There's another one in the very beginning. If you if you have written notes and you want to take notes, uh, I should point it out to you. It's so in number nineteen. In case you have notes somewhere and you, number nineteen in the in the Mathis and Trust Arabic Hikam thing, it says لا تطلب منه أن من ليستعملك فيما سواه Falo arada lesta meleka minha. Falo arada. In the, action, the the correct way is Lo Aradeca. It's it's a subtle difference, but it's a difference. It's not if he wanted, if he wanted you. Uh, then he would have taken you out. Anyways, uh, that one came up recently in another class. <laughs> So, this should be Yamla. Not. Tamla means you. Or she. Both of those would be very wrong in this context. Here we want he. Yamla. With a yeah. So, empty your heart of others and he will fill it with divine knowledge and secrets. The, the translation is correct. So, that's, that is what it is. Um, how do you explain that there's some people. They are truly ma'allah. They are truly with Allah. There are some people, Subhanallah, and they're totally living. Like they're they're doing things and they're organizing things and they're answering questions and they're helping people and they're uh, solving problems and everything else. And they are 100% ma'allah. They're with Allah, and you feel this openness of the heart because the heart is not consumed by all these other things. It's just open, it's empty, it's waiting And so, you know, there's like a There's knowledge that's given to them You know, there's knowledge that's given to them Another time, inshallah Maybe there'll be a time when some of these things can be said Number 207 La tastabti minhu Walakin Do not find slow his giving, but find slow your approaching. Do not find slow his giving, but find slow your approaching. So you know if you feel like there's a distance, don't put that on Allah. Put that on yourself. And maybe there's something that needs to be adjusted Maybe there's uh, Maybe there's something else going on there And we should look to ourselves Rather than putting the blame Externalized on Allah We should never externalize blame on Allah In the first place But uh, it helps us to look to ourselves Because probably there's something still That we're hanging on to Probably there's something still that we're hanging on to This happens a lot And like There's certain big things in life I've noticed that this happens Very regularly in Where like As long as there's an element Of our own self-interest in it We keep trying 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 Self-interest in like a Selfish way Not in a Akhira way or something But like In a selfish way Um or maybe we're just too connected to the results And so it doesn't happen It doesn't happen It doesn't happen And then finally we kind of like let go of the process We're still in the process But we let go of the process And then as soon as we do that Allah opens it up So sometimes it's not some, Someone might read this and be like But I'm trying so hard It could be like, Sometimes we are really trying so hard But there's certain things That still need to be adjusted You know and that's part of our Iqbal, that's part of our approaching. Hukukun fell al kati yumkinu kada uha, wa hukul al kati la yumkinu kada Id If mammon walked in yeridu illa, welli lahi aleka fihi hakun jadidun, wa amrun akidun, fa kefer tuk fihi hakal rairihi, wa entelem tuk di hakal lahi fi. Duties assigned to specific times can be made up for when missed But the rights of the moments of time cannot be made up for if missed In every moment God has on you a right and important matter How will you discharge a previous right when you are busy Uh, When you are busy My thing is in the way Chat box is in the way. When you are busy discharging God's current right, how can you God? How will you discharge a previous right when you are busy discharging God's current right? We'll go through the commentary and um, come back to it. Uh, there's a there's a question. Can you speak on the topic of nether? Making a deal with Allah or vowing to do something Um, I think the madahib differ But I've often heard from people of knowledge That it's good to avoid making nether actually And the reason for that is that It's a very serious thing Like now I've made a vow to Allah that I'm going to do this if this happens Or if I ever do this I'm going to do this now And when I get into that kind of contract, so to speak um, Now I have to fulfill it And uh, so it's very kind of like sensitive And people should be We should be careful about doing it uh, As far as I recall though Like some scholars felt Like they differed so much as to say Some of them thought it was recommended Some of them thought it was disliked You know, it, But I've often heard from people Just to be very careful with that um, Because we can very You know, we forget a lot of things Say like, oh Allah You know, if you give me, th- give me this Then I'll do this Or like now we're making a promise And um, we want to be careful with that But neither, to say more than that would be difficult Because it has a lot of ahkam um, So uh, I'm, I'm, I can't really say more than that right now. I need to change the way that my screen is because it's taking up too much space. There we go. Okay. Bharakallah <laughs> fikum. fikum. Yeah, it's just, you know, we can make dua and we can implore Allah and we can ask Allah and so on and so forth without making nether. There might be extreme circumstances But uh, That's as much as I can say Off the top of my head I can't remember much more than that Forgive me uh, So here Let's go back to this one <laughs> So this is saying There are rights in a time That can be made up for There are rights in a time That can be made up for So for example the time comes There's a right of dhuhr that's upon us Towards Allah And if we miss that We can make it up If we miss that we can make it up But there's also Rights uh, Of the time This is also wrong in the Arabic I'm looking up at this and I'm like This isn't making sense to me Because it's not right um, this fee should not be here. Is there a way for me to black that out? <laughs> that thing should not be there. Um. Whoops, that didn't work. But that erase that. Uh, it should be حقوق في in the first one, and in the second one حقوق الأوقات. So one of them is the rights in the time, and the other one is the right of the time. I think it's true. It's true, and I think the translation is still correct. Assigned to specific times, but the rights of the moments of times. So yeah, it's, it's still correct. So, um, right in the time would be like the like I mentioned. A right of the time, a right of the moment, relates to how we are supposed to be with Allah in that given moment. And if that is missed, we can't make it up. And in every single moment we have in our life, we have a new way that we are supposed to be with Allah in that moment. And it's not something that we can... Uh, it's not something we can do. We, we can't make up for it. Okay? So, um, so for example... Let me see if they give if he gives an example in the commentary. Yeah. So he says in the commentary, "Wahi al-mu'amalat al-ba'atiniyya al-lati taqtadiha a'walun 'abd al-lati yakunu 'alayha min ni'ma wa-bliya wa-ta'at wa-magsiya, fala yumkinu qada'uha لِكَوْنِ الْوَقْتِ وَقْتِ لا يخلو من حالٍ منها minha كُلِّ عَبْدٍ مَا هُوَ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ تَلْكِ الْأَحْوَالِ." So it says that these are the internal interactions that we are having with Allah That are happening in our internal state In relation to anything that we might be going through From a blessing and a, or a trial or an act of obedience or an act of disobedience And in each of those there's a way that we're supposed to be internally And once that's all there is for that moment Once the moment is gone, if we missed it, we missed how we were supposed to be in that moment Kind of reminds me of uh, the hadith about uh, when the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam found the woman who was grieving really tremendously over the death of a loved one, uh, and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told her, Spuddy, like have patience." And she said, "Go away from me! You don't know what I'm going through." She didn't realize it was the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, right? And then uh, when she was told what happened. She came to him and she was like, oh, well, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was you and whatever. And he told her, That the patience is in the, mo- in the first moment. Patience is in the first moment. It's in the moment that the thing happens. right? So that moment was the moment when there is a certain wajib of that waqt. There's an obligation of that particular moment. Once it's gone, she can have subud afterwards, but it's not—it's not the subud; it's, it's of that moment. It's not the subud of the moment before. قال سيد أبي العباس المرسي رضي الله تعالى عنه ونفع الله بعلومه أوقات العبدي أربعة لا خامسة لها النعمة والبلية والطاعة والمعصية ولله عليك في كل وقت منها سهم من العبودية يقتديها يقتديه منك بحكم ربوبية فمن كان وقته الطاعة ف سبيله شهور من الله عليه أن أنهدأ لها ووفقه للقيام بها ومن كان وقته المعصية فمقتضى الحق منه وجود الاستغفار والندم ومن كان وقته النعمة ف سبيله الشكر وهو فرح قلبي بالله ومن كان وقته البلية ف سبيله الرضا بنقضاء والصبر. Abul Abbas al-Mursi ta'ala, anhu, Our Master He said The servant has four possible moments Four possible moments No fifth to them A blessing Or a trial in obedience or a disobedience A blessing A trial in obedience or a disobedience These are the four possibilities And in each of those Allah has a right upon the person a a share from the shares of servitude uh, in relation to his position of lordship, Subhana. So the person who has an act, a moment of obedience, their role is to witness the blessing that has been placed upon them in being able to do that act of obedience. And the person who has an act of disobedience, then their role is... To bring into existence Asking of forgiveness And having regret So so to ask forgiveness And to have regret And for the one who experiences a blessing Then their role is To engage in gratitude And for the one And and that is for the heart To be uh, joyous with Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala And the person who has a difficulty Or a trial Then their path Is the path of contentment and patience, contentment, and patience. So that's the internal state. That's a wajib of the internal state, not the wajib of the external state. In which each each moment has one of those. ما فاتك من عمرك لا عوض له وما حصل لك منه لا قيمة له. This is not the لا, لا that is used in popular parlance. Parlance. Because what has passed of your life cannot be replaced And what you i put the thing in the way again And what you have used Well cannot be priced uh, Good to see Good to see your picture wa Wa uh he said he said what ha- what you have used well cannot be priced what you used well cannot be priced it's priceless so what has gone from your life there's no replacing it there's no replacing what has gone and what you used well it's priceless and <laughs> Allah says And the person has only what they put forth Imam Ali رضي الله تعالى عنه وكرم الله وجها, He said بقية عمر المرء ما لها ثمن يدرك فيها ما فات ويحي ma amat. He says The life that is left for the person is priceless Whatever life the person has left is priceless In it, they are able to make up for what passed and they are able to bring back to life what they caused to die. Hmm? Sayyidina Ali, the companion, Amir al-Mu'mineen, said, what is left of a person's life is priceless. In it, they are able to... uh, Make up for what passed And they are able to bring to life That which they caused to die 2.10 he says <coughs> you okay, mm-hmm. This one is Boom You do not love something except that you become its slave and he does not love that you be a slave to other than him. And <laughs> that like Gada, this is like strong, you know. You do not love something except that you become its slave, and he does not love that you be a slave to other than him. <laughs> Subhana. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanak, Subhanak. La nuhsithana Aleik, Anta kema athnaita ala nafsik. <coughs> the Prophet وسلم, he said Taisa Abdul Dinar Taisa Abdul Dirham Destroyed is the slave of the Dinar, destroyed is the slave of the Dirham, the person who's they become a slave to their money. They become a slave to their desires. They become a slave to love. The poet he said Shayin yalabu he said, "When it is true that men play with everything, I noticed that love plays with men." They say, "I've seen them do. They they take it. Men take advantage of all kinds of things and control all kinds of things. And when they're in love, they do crazy stuff because love now is controlling them. And this doesn't mean that you don't treat people right. You know, like the Prophet ﷺ will send them, Here's what it is: the Prophet ﷺ will send them one of the descriptions of, of him." Is that he would be in his home and he would be good to his family and he would help out around the house when he was in the house and everything else. And if the adhan for salah is made, he would stand up and go to salah as if he didn't even know the people in his house. <laughs> so, this is his love for his family is deep, but his love for his family is embedded. In his love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So when the adhan was made he's gone Sallallahu wa sallam So we have to be careful To fall into being Abd of something other than Allah Our goal in the end is to be This is why la ilaha illallah is a Liberation theology it is meant to break a person from servitude from anything other than Allah It breaks the person out of servitude from anything other than Allah That's why, you know, a religion that's tied to oppressors is questionable religion How do we know whether our love for someone is bigger than our love for Allah? Basically, if that will take us away from doing what Allah wants us to do So if I love my family so much that You know, they want to go to the park So I'm like, I'm just going to skip Salat Right now I'll pray it when I get home Okay, that's a that's a problem Or I love my family so much that uh, You know, I do something haram for them Or whatever it might be Basically, my love for that person Causes me to Break the boundaries of what Allah has ordained Allahu <laughs> alam Two hundred eleven. لا تنفعه ولا تضره معصيتك وإنما أمرك بهذه ونهاك عن هذه لما عليك. Your obedience does not benefit him, and your disobedience does not harm him. He has only ordered you to do this and prohibited you from doing that for your own gain. That's it. Don't don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. This is basic principle of aqidah also comes up in a number of different hadith. Basic principle: Our worship, our disobedience—they do not benefit or harm Allah in any sort of way. Whatever He has asked us to do, whatever He has told us not to do, it's only for our own benefit. It says in the commentary: "Winda m'amara kibt ta'ati wa nahaqa 'ala al-maqsita li hikmet yarjigu nafuha ilayk 'alayk. Fashkur hadihi nigma wa istahdirha 'alad-dawam bi He says, He only commanded you to worship obedience and He only um, prohibited you from disobedience because because of a wisdom, the benefit of which comes back to you. So thank Him for that blessing and hold that in your heart at all times. And hold that in your heart at all times. Very similar language again some of the modern stuff, you know, this idea of holding something in your heart. Keep it, keep it with you. Keep it with you. Keep it present with you. Same concept. His might is not increased by him who approaches him. And his might is not decreased by him who turns away. It doesn't, it doesn't affect Allah. He is Allah. به به so we said in the very beginning that some of the translations make you feel like the author might be talking about وحدة this idea of the unification of creation almost like the force you know the force runs through everything and everything is the force and the force you know like this whole allah's in everything he's not in everything his knowledge is in everything he his power affects everything subhana his will affects everything but he is allah and his creation is his creation there's jalla rabbuna you reach God by reaching knowledge of Him Otherwise our Lord is high above that something be connected to Him Or He be connected to something So he, in this hikmah he makes it clear He's not talking about any of those things Allah is Allah When we say Wusul, you've arrived at Allah It doesn't mean like you arrived at Allah The way that we arrived at our neighbor's house We arrive at Allah by coming to a true knowledge of Him Subhanahu wa ta'ala So in these ones he's clarifying that Oh, 2.14 is missed. Mashi, I'll translate 2.14 for you. It's very similar to the one before. مِنْهُ أَنْ تَكُونَ مُشَّاهِدًا لِقُرْبِهِ وَإِلَّا فَمِنْ أَيْنَ أَنْتَ He says, and closeness to him is for you to witness in a spiritual sense his closeness. And if not, then how is it that you can be close to him? Uh, how is it? How is it that you can be close to Him? It's not possible. Doesn't doesn't work. It's same thing. He is Allah. You are His servant. So when we say close to Allah, we don't mean that you physically come close to Allah. It's a spiritual witnessing of His closeness to us. And it's not a physical witnessing. Two fifteen. And <laughs> في حال مجملة وبعد الوعي فَإِذَا قَرَأْنَاهُ فَاتَّبِعْ ثُمَّ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا This one is ajib This is an ajib one. And uh, I wonder if 752. It's a good place to stop. We'll stop after this one, inshallah. Um... Higher realities dawn upon you at once, and after you you have rec- you have received them, they are explained. When we recite, follow the recitation, then we will explain the meaning. So this is a reference to the verse from the Quran. He's using it in a spiritual context, not in a. The verse in the Quran is referring to uh, the Quran itself. You know. When we recite to you the Qur'an When we give you Jibreel recites the Qur'an to the Prophet Follow it and recite it Then worry about understanding it later It's understanding will come with time Um, And this is subhanAllah true So what he says in the the, uh, What he gets at in the commentary Is that Basically Sometimes all of a sudden we're struck with like boom tajalli it just dawns on us something dawns on us and it dawns as like there's something to this moment or there's something to this experience or i feel different inside right now and we can't really figure out what it is so the the point the the idea with that is it it descends upon us and rather than like oh what is that and like nitpicking it and trying to figure it out you don't do that you just let it sit and when it, when it sits it kind of settles and it becomes clear we saw this a long time ago probably two years ago in um, when we used to do selections actually maybe yeah I guess it probably is almost two years ago when we used to do selection. we were reading the end of the Kharidatul Bahiya the illustrious pearl of Imam Dardir we we're reading the end of it and he had this little section where he said that when the wadid comes on the heart when the person's making dhikr the the knowledge of God descends upon the heart and what they should do is just like hold it for a second don't even breathe he said he, he went so far as to say don't even breathe just hold And as it descends then into the, into the person Then it settles Like the gratitude comes let the gra- You feel this immense gratitude You feel this immense closeness of Allah You have just this moment of experiencing like Allah is true Don't try to nitpick it at that moment Just let it sit And when it sits Then after it sits comes the, comes the explanation Then after it sits it becomes clear uh, well, Murad Huna in the commentary. Well, Murad Huna, if either Alkaina Aleka, and you have a life, Shay and Minan Haqa and Ladunia, well, Ulum Ilhamia, Fala two Armel Fikrak, Warja Elena, Fitabin and Mubham, what of Seal and Mujman, for in Nadalika Alena was sent in Tija Minka Edgman. Says, What if he says, so what that means, O you who knows God, is that if we descend upon your heart. Some sort of knowledge that is from us, knowledge alim laduni. They say it's from Allah. It's they take the expression from Surah Al-Kaf. When it says about Khadir, uh, that uh, we gave him ilman min laduna, we gave him knowledge from us. Allah says about Khadir, so they call it alim laduni. So if someone has this. Uh, or laduni laduni aladun i'm not sure right now laduni i think laduni um if we give you that don't think don't fall into the trap of overthinking it la tu'mal fikrak don't get thinking about it uh just go to turn towards Allah say Allah help me to understand this Allah give me a clear understanding of this Allah open this up for me and that's better in our reliance upon him and our sincerity towards him subhanahu wa ta'ala then you just wait the question that's there then you just wait you just wait and you don't say anything (laughs) yeah because also sometimes it's not uh, You know You never know what's going to happen You never know what's going to happen Sometimes it seems like mashallah, SubhanAllah, that was amazing And uh, then you just wait For it to come to its completion For it to bear its fruit InshaAllah uh, Related to this is what Sundas shared with us yesterday Chaplain Sundas. The statement of an mawla al-Arabi al Qawi. We said our master said, would say to someone when they're afflicted with distress, um, relax your mind and learn to swim. Relax your mind and learn to swim. So sometimes these things, we're having these experiences, relax your mind. Don't think about it too much. Just learn to swim. And you swim, swim in the experience of the situation, inshallah, in that we grow. Allah give us tawfiq So we're on 2.16 Alhamdulillah we're making progress I was thinking after we finish Inshallah What we should do is um, We'll do one class Where all we do is just read through it straight Straight reading through it, inshallah. Um, Just as a review. Because it will be nice to like read them all straight, you know, inshallah. It might take two classes or three classes. I don't know how long it will take to read the whole thing. But however long it takes, it will be nice to read through it, inshallah, and then we'll come back. If anyone has any questions, and if not, then we will break from Maghrib. So if you have them. Miss Miller, are you finished? No, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Go for it. should be able to unmute now. Okay, I'm here. Um, Now, I was gonna um, say, it's not so much a question, but just a quick reflection is when, in the beginning of the, uh, of your lecture, when you talked about um, desires and everything, I think, um, you know, like, although I'm not a convert, I was really, I grew up in a pretty, like, religiously stagnant home. but you know, when I first came on the MSA, when I was 21, and uh, even though my life was pretty ascetic. I-